Um, shit, it's the Bottled Soccer Talk Podcast, uh, episode 128, is it episode 128 or 127? No, it is 128, I'm pretty 128, sure. 128, yes, yeah. you're right, you're absolutely correct, I'm correct, and uh, it's two guys, two mics, two pints, once again, I'm Nestor and that's Henry, um, happy International Women's Day, man. Yes, sir, um, you know, shout out to the women. Um, they make the world go round. That they do, and as they pertain to the footballing world too, you know. Absolutely, the yeah. staff and women's soccer as a whole. So yeah, yeah. Um, we're kind of freeballing it this week because uh, I happened to uh, delete my notes. I don't have them. Sometimes the organic pods are are the best. So no I concur. Problem. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, I guess, man. You know, we always leave these kind of things for the review and the preview, but, I mean, we, we just got to jump right into it. Liverpool hosting Manchester United for a 7-0 bollocking. We're not, we're not from England, but that's the per- perfect word is a bollocking. 7-0. Um, there's no way that that looks good, right? Yeah, I mean, it, well, like, before anything, it's a rivalry. On you top know, of everything. A heated yeah. rivalry. I think anytime you lose to your rival, it sucks. You combine that separately, anytime you lose 7-0, it sucks. So, you know, in conjugation, it's such a, a slap in the right. face of and, United fans. And it's the worst loss in almost 100 years. Yeah. Yeah. And like I said, to your bitter, bitter rival, um, at a moment where you're playing such good football, too, you know. You're, you're on a great like, yeah. run of form. Uh, I guess the only consolation was that it's not at home. Yeah, that's on that's the thing. yeah, but again, it's it's your rival, and that those aren't games you want to lose. And the fact that you lost it so badly, the the crazy part too was they were kind of better in the first half. United were, yeah. If if you want to say that, I know like that's that's such a kind of loosey goosey way of putting things, but they were they were, I guess, controlling the action. And they conceded one right before the half, and I think that's where morale just went down. And I, I don't know. I, I don't even know how to put it into words, but the goals just kept coming in the second half. Yeah, it was pretty inexplicable, be, you know, because, like like you said, I, the game was 1-0 going into the second half. And even that result was kind of, like, debatable, you know. Not even debatable, but to say that United could have easily drawn could have been a draw going into the second half yeah, but yeah. you know they come into the second half and it looks like they were checked out with no explanation for it I, I just really don't understand it one of the strangest things I've seen um the only thing you could maybe reference is like uh maybe they're coming off of that like Carabao Cup hangover you know but that you know how do you explain the first half then it, it was just so strange mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. and credit to Liverpool too I think at the same time uh, everything was going right for Liverpool for once this season like you know, the, I mean, they played great, but, like, the finishing touches were all on point. United's defense just was not there. And, yeah, uh, a result for the ages. And it's tough because balls that normally don't get through got through. Um, I, I think De Gea only had one save. That's right. I, mean, I think there was eight shots on target, and obviously it was a seven-goal game, so there was only one one save. Um, and like you said, everything went right for Liverpool. It, it was... I guess a complete performance on their part. Andy Robertson played great. 
I think even Trent had some pretty good defense. Yeah. Nothing went through, man. It was, um, I don't even know what to say. And that just brings it to Liverpool getting within punching distance of of a, of a Champions League um, spot. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I know you're not so hot on, on the idea that they might finish there, but... I don't know. Maybe maybe their season isn't as bad as I don't know as as we thought they were. But I guess to back up a little bit, I don't know if this is an indicator of, of much between the two teams. Like we, I don't know if we found out anything we don't know. Yeah, Liberal, no. uh, United, and, and you've said this plenty. Uh, and I hate to take this uh, this out of your mouth, but it is only three points. Yeah, in the grand scheme. I mean, the goal differential hurts. But uh, it it's, sucks so but it's bad three points to, to lose that way. It's, it's very demoralizing. Um, but is this really anyone's fault, really? Mm, you know, it's hard to say. I, w- I will just chalk it up to a bad day in the office, really. That's, that, more, and that's how I want to put it. But everyone wants to say, okay, now it's a, now it's a condemnation of who Rashford really is. Now it's uh, Lisandro Martinez being a, not a great defender. Now it's um, Varane not being like now that partnership is in the question, according to like the, the the general view. The one thing I guess that was glaring was that Bruno Bruno's attitude was pretty awful. His body language and him even being uh, requesting to be subbed off was. It, I mean that 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 doesn't look good. You don't like to see that from a captain for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know, I, I think it's something that you just got to forget about as a United player, as a fan. And um, for Liverpool, it's a great uh, breath of fresh air, more than anything. I think so, too. In, in a season where you've had more bad than good, um, and how you find yourself in the top half after what they've been through, it's kind of remarkable, I think. Um, and I didn't learn anything from them. I, I guess talent-wise, they're still up there with some of the best teams. It's just... They've had a little bit of an injury bug. Um, things just haven't worked out for them. They have lost some heartbreakers, too. They've yeah. drawn where you wouldn't expect them to draw. Um, I, I, I don't know if you can make out too much of it other than the spectacle of the 7-0. And that's, yeah. that on its own is, is just crazy. You don't really see that result at all. It's very rare. Yeah, it's yeah. very rare. Well, one thing I will say, though, is, like, and the whole reason why I'm just, like, ah, I don't know if they will reach Champions League level, I mean, to qualify. It's very possible, but I don't believe so. Um, But the main reason being is, like, when Liverpool, when you don't expect them to win or to get a result, they do for some reason. When they play City, they play their best. When they play United, they play their best. Mm-hmm. When they play Arsenal, they play their best. Um, you know, so they I guess step- that's good that they rise to the occasion. Exactly, but my whole thing is in the following games when when they have to play Palace. Well, they played Palace before United. They drew. No, no. When they play these teams is when I want to see a reaction from Liverpool. Well, the one thing that I will say they have going for them as well is that I think uh, actually I don't know the timetable, but once Luis Diaz returns, uh, it's supposed to be this week. Oh, okay, yeah, see, and, and I think it, it's going to take a few weeks maybe for him to acclimate again, but, I mean, with the revelation that Cody Gakpo has been, I have to say, impressed with his game so far, albeit a, a very short stint, but... I, I think his partnership with uh, with Robertson is kind of panning out to to be really 
really nice. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, and it's I'm not Sadio Mane, or you know, they're very different, but it's a different style of play, and it's working. Uh, but again, like my thing is, how consistent can Liverpool be? I don't, I don't think they'll be able to get like the win streaks together. Uh, but the only thing that they do have going for them is that Newcastle, and they took a defeat this weekend as well. They're kind of dwindling, so there's opportunity. You know, you still have to worry about uh, Tottenham. You still have to worry about even teams like Fulham and, and, end, and Brentford and Brighton. It's in cr- the end, the kind of talent that they have is just, I, I think it's a little bit too much for, for even Newcastle or Tottenham to to finish above. That That's my main thing is is all their players are still better than, than whatever those teams have. Yeah. And, and maybe not as much for Tottenham, but but for for Newcastle, I think there is a pretty pretty decent sized gap for quality. Yeah, and, and, but in certain areas of the field, I will say um, Liverpool could use some of the guys that Newcastle has, particularly Bruno Gumairish, Liverpool's midfield right now. That's probably their Achilles heel, and it looks like they could use uh, some kind of refreshment back, you know, in the back of the field with like. A possible center back like Dan Byrne, um, you know they they have issues, and despite that, you know them still being top six is impressive. But we'll see. You know, I mean, look at the beginning of the season, I think we all had Liverpool top four as far as like Premier League predictions. So if they finish there, that's where they should be. They just started really sure. bad, and we'll see. Sure. Yeah. We'll have to see. But this is a, a very good start for them, and we'll see. We'll see if they get momentum because. Really, when they played Madrid, I was like, ah, they look cooked, you know. So well, they look good for a few minutes. Yeah, and they, and they were, for those few minutes is what they were for the whole second half in the United match. So I guess that's good that they, they can do it for longer than ten, fifteen minutes. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, yeah, it's. I mean, going back to United though, it's kind of crazy who, how, how everything transpired, you know. Um. Again, Bruno shut down. Uh, Rashford was kind of non-existent, and you, like seeing the the form that he was on, you wouldn't expect that. Uh, uh, who else do I feel like needs to call out? Um, I guess Anthony. Yeah. That battle, that little battle with, with Robertson. I think he lost that one. Yeah. And a lot of people are kind of shitting on him now as well. But it's it's been building up. The the Anthony thing, where he's uh, all all uh, all flair and no uh, no substance really. Um, he, he's not the complete winger, and, and I f- I feel like that's people's or that was people's perception of him. He still has areas to work on in his game. So I mean, I think he's not the finished article. You know, first season in the Prem. Yeah. Yeah, and again, it was just a crazy result. It's not something that you ever dream of. But I do remember last season, uh, uh, Liverpool beat United. I think five nil as they well. They beat them pretty bad. Yeah, yeah. So it's just like this. It's becoming a routine thing when when United uh, go on the road against Liverpool. And um, yeah, it's wild. I don't know. I, like I, I'm kind of at a loss for words. When I was watching it, I was just like, wow. Wow! Wow! It, it didn't stop. It wow! Was like, well, and and, and I, forgive me if I'm wrong, but the XG for Liverpool and I know we're not like XG fiends. It wasn't all that high. They just 
happen to get well, they, good bounces. Yeah. They finished their chances too. Like yeah. there there wasn't many shots that were off target. Like that's what I'm saying. It was a perfect storm for for Liverpool and just a really bad day for United. Yeah. And you know credit to Klopp. We give him or at least I do. I, I give him like stick for getting the tactics wrong or not adapting. I think whatever they adjusted in the sec going into the second half it worked even better because up until then like I said it was competitive you know man whoever and I always say this but whoever like bet six goals in the second half <laughs> you're insane yeah I don't I don't think anyone did or would no nobody would but there's some sick guy out there maybe did <laughs> uh, some sick Liverpool fan that thought they were going to win five nil there's yeah there's a big sense of delusion in that fan base which can make it hard to like even give them credit at times but you know i'll give them credit this week they were the better team and you know we'll see if they can show that going forward yeah um uh, another bit of news uh this actually happened this morning uh the kyle walker thing yeah do you, you want to just kind of uh, touch on that, that yeah a little bit? i guess it happened in the you know past weekend but the story came out in, in like the tabloids this yeah, those, morning those kind of things I, I feel like if there's there's not a certain amount of money paid they get released to the public well yeah it was interesting because simon jordan who talks on on talk sport he used to own crystal palace and he talked about that he's like one time i had to stop a story from being published kind of similar to that of a certain player who I'm not going to name. And he's like, I'm not going to say how I stopped that publication from printing that story, but there's got to be money or some favors involved, right? But anyways, going back to Kyle Walker, um, you know, back in 2020, he got busted for violating COVID protocols and hosting a quote-unquote sex party, violating COVID protocols by having, like, foreign people in his home. And by foreign, I mean people that he doesn't deal with on a day-to-day basis, whatever. So that was always a, a stain on his, uh, I guess, reputation. And he does have a checkered pass. He's known to be a party animal. At that very same time, though, he's a great physical specimen, I will say. Like, for some reason, he's able to take care of his body. Hardly gets injured except for this This past year is the first time he's gotten injured, like, massively with City. But this, this weekend... Um, there was footage uh, caught at a local bar in Manchester where he exposed himself to um, looks like a female, and uh, yeah, man, I mean, it's never a good look, right? I mean, <laughs> it's it's wild that he did it in public. That's the thing, right? That's the problem. I mean, what you do in private, it's different, and as long as it's consensual and it's something that's maybe warranted, then it's cool. And in this case, it looks like it was. It doesn't look like it was a violation or. Well, or, I mean, they, they did release a lot of, like, footage of his interactions with with the group and with the girl. And, I mean, the, the way it's, it was kind of spoken about, he, and it was never actually stated, but the way it was kind of being presented uh, from the media, like it was some kind of sexual assault, which was never actually alleged yeah, or yeah. accused of or, or reported. Yeah, um, because they were really friendly with each other mm-hmm. and and all that. So, I mean, we we can't assume that she wanted all that, but but it but it wasn't that wasn't the case that it was sexual assault or anything like that. It was just it was just him being a party animal and like the footage looks like it shows that he he pulls out his digit. Yeah, 
I don't know what happened there, but again, it didn't. It it wasn't sexual assault, so I guess we gotta make make that clear. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it, it sucks to hear. Um, it doesn't bother me so much, but but the club is in a position where they can't not act on it you know that, well, that's the tough part and that's the thing and they haven't acted on it and they won't like they the club put out a statement they're not gonna like investigate into it they're not gonna reprimand them because also the the i think the police have said that there's no evidence of it being like you said like assault and the thing is that it is indecent exposure but at the same time like people in there it's not like he did it in front of kids or at a like a mall or a a park or you know so it, it was a bar um or you know bar grill whatever the interesting thing however is that city according to a lot of reports dating back to even like a month ago where that he had he was in line for an extension you know a minor extension maybe a year or two he's easily been one he's one of my favorite players like i even have his jersey i just i love what he does on defense but apparently because of this debacle that uh contract extension was revoked uh, and I don't know how much truth there is to that. That's just the early reports. But man, if that's true, hate to see that over over something so minuscule. In my eyes, I you know it's just the guy's a party animal. I mean, we knew that. We've been known that. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if in like six months a story like this happened with Jack Grealish. By the way, I mean some guys are of that ambiance. Not everybody's gonna be like a Rodri. You know, or it just something. it just sucks because they're in the public eye because they're and and that sort of profile uh especially within that country they they are in the public eye and they they are a figure of you know everyone's kind of looking at them yeah so it's on them to to behave to to act normal and yeah you know he's still a young man he still has he still wants to party he still wants to drink and you know from all accounts he's he's a professional when, when it's called upon yeah yeah it's these little shits that I don't know in a PR sense the the team like maybe maybe they kind of whipped you their their uh, their offer for now well, yeah and then once things kind of cool down they're like okay we can we can offer this to you or whatever you know yeah uh, but yeah it's um it's kind of a head scratcher it's it's weird to see I happen to wake up early uh, in the middle of the night uh, last night and I saw it when I looked at my phone. I was like, oh, my goodness, what is this guy doing? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, oh, again, you know? I forgot how I saw. I forgot. Oh, I think I was on YouTube, and I, I always put music on my way to work, but the first video I saw was Kyle Walker in, in trouble for the, I was like, what the uh, fuck this guy what, what now? Yeah. Um, it's always something. And then when you compound that with, with Mandy and then Jack Grealish's history, you're like, shit, man. Yeah, yeah. We're going to catch a little bit of heat. You know, and you know, Guardiola's said to be like sometimes this draconian guy, but you know what? I don't think I don't really think he is. So I'll be interested to see how they react. Um, but yeah, it's very interesting. I will say it kind of does annoy me how people like love to bring his age into it, or how long he's been a pro. He's like for a guy that's thirty-two years old, you should know better. You shouldn't be, you know. Hey man, like yeah, it's those, his life. Those, those holier than thou kind of guys that are just wagging the finger and. Like either you've never been in that position where, <laughs> and I hate to say this, where where you can party or, or like women are gravitating towards you, or or just guys that that act like they've never actually been there. Yeah, 
you're young, you're rich, you're young, you're fit, you're good looking. Yeah, man, you're, you're kind of going to get into shit unless you're, like, like you said, like one of those rotary types that are just going to stay at home and study or listen to classical music. Or whatever, yeah, you know? play the piano or some shit. <laughs> You know, yeah. it, it, if if you've never been in that position or if you've never experienced that, it, it's hard and it's easy to say, oh, you're just throwing away your future. And that's not necessarily what he's doing. You know, he's just like winding down, you know. Who, who's to say that that's not after Imagine, not in between, not when, when he's supposed to be training or something, you know. Well, that's the thing, yeah, like um, City was given like, like a free play period because it's a rare time where... It, a lot of teams aren't playing for like a whole week, so you can't. And also, you can't train every day. No, you can't. It's just not good. Especially for you. at this point in the season. Now, like, is that good for your recovery? Of course not. You know, alcohol dehydrates you. Yeah. And and it does other shit. So yeah, it's not ideal. But what you do on your free time should kind of be on your own. But he should know better. Yeah. In the end, he he, he should know. He should be aware of all that. Um. And other than that, was there any other, like, kind of um, scandals or, Let me <laughs> like, think. noteworthy things? Yeah, I think that's it for, uh, for like, off-the-pitch kind of uh, events. Um, a slow week in that sense, which is good for football because, you know, n- none of that, uh, yeah, none of that nonsense uh, should, should prevail over the game. Um, I guess we can get into some... Somewhat of reviews and, and previews. Uh, yes, sir. I guess we could start off with with uh, Champions League. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that that just transpired. It's fresh in our mind, so we can start there. Uh, Tuesday, March seventh, uh, Benfica beats the living poo out of Club Bruges. Club Brugge? How do you pronounce that? I I, I want to say it's Bruges. Bruges. Oh, okay. Not not a hundred percent sure. They beat them five to one, and they had won the first leg on uh, on two nil, so they won seven one aggregate. Yeah, bollocking. I think we all kind of saw it coming. Yeah, yeah. I think. Uh, well, that and and Benfica are a few steps above uh, any Belgian club. I I would say. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Also, like some news off of that is like Scott Parker gets sacked after that, you know, miserable showing, uh, bad time so far in the league. Yeah, uh, sad to see. I, I kind of did like what he had to offer. In the I prim. liked what Scott Parker was doing more than what I feel that Eddie Howe is doing with Newcastle. Oh, well, yeah. You I think that. he's more capable, and it sucks that you're judged off of that. But Club Rouge is, is a club that's kind of known for their excellence and they're part of the world. Well, yeah, them and, and Anderlecht, um, you know, they kind of run shit down. And I don't know if, if whatever result they get in the Champions League, because they're still they're still a little bro in Champions League. They're, they're, they're a minnow. And they're pretty lucky to get out of the group stage, like, yeah, sure. in, in that sense. Exactly. So. so this result I don't think is... Is why, but it, it was an excuse to yeah. to, to sack him. And it sucks to see Scott Parker will probably get a job. Like, yeah, as again. like a 007 villain or something. Well, that too, but you know, I think he has something to offer. Maybe like a lower end side. Maybe a championship team. That too. Yeah, prove yeah. himself again. I mean, yeah, I could see him like succeeding, like Vincent Company or somebody like that. Which is funny because Vincent Company coached that Anderlecht too, and now he's in the championship. But yeah. 
But yeah, um, yeah, good on Benfica. Expected to win, I, I believe. And I mean, just five minutes. That, that's pretty remarkable for yeah. a team like that. Uh, moving on, and this one was the the more, uh, I, I guess, uh, appetizing. Yeah, yeah. The, the closer game was uh, Chelsea uh, hosting uh, Borussia Dortmund, and Dortmund won the first game one nil off a goal from Adeyemi. He wasn't available, and, and that was a big talking point for Dortmund was that their full attack wasn't available. Right. That Julian Brat got hurt in the very early stages of the game. Yeah. Uh, but Chelsea happened to get a good result, two 0 yeah, it's yeah. The most goals they've scored in one match for a long time. Yeah, they've been stagnant for quite a while now. Um, honestly, on paper, uh, if we were to take the form away, the manager, just the players, they're they're much better than Dortmund. Um, yeah. Oh, totally. So they yeah. should be winning like this, and I guess it's finally kind of coming along. But, and I hesitate to say that. I mean, I, I I get where you're coming from because it's it's very short lived so far. I mean, they won two games on the trot, which is more than they've ever had to say under Potter. Yeah, especially in the last three, four months, yeah. But at that same token as well, like, I think just the fact that certain players are healthy now and kind of reaching their form, I thought Ben Chilwell was pretty you good. Know, you know what I found really interesting is that Chilwell and Cucurella were playing together. Yeah. And uh, that was the big question was where, who's going to start over who? And the fact that they played together was... I think yeah. I think the most interesting piece of uh, tactic that was set up from from Potter. Yeah. Um, and the midfield completely overran uh, uh, Dortmund's midfield. The the Chelsea. Uh, a lot of people were shitting on Jude Bellingham, and to be fair, he had a shit game. But but to pretend that he's not a good player, to well, he, pretend yeah. that. That you know he he's just this guy that is on everyone's lips just because he happens to be. English, young, and good-looking. I'm not going to go there. No, I, don't, I don't think that's valid at all. I think he's a fabulous unfair. player. Yeah, He's a great player. He had, he had a shit game, but Dorman as a whole didn't have a good game. I think the only player that really was good was Amri Chan. He played above his, his level, I think. Yeah, uh, for me... Um, and they were also missing their starting keeper, which... Yeah. I don't know if that's such a big deal because whoever filled in... I forgot his name, but My, he actually he yeah. did well. Yeah, um, you know, and I know maybe, maybe you might disagree with this, but Brant comes off, or sorry, was it Wilf or Brant? Brant came off. Brant came off. Um, Gio Reyna comes in. I thought he was good. Um, and, you know, the stats suggest that, but I think the problem was, like, they they were struggling to get into that final third to, like, create clear chances. Well, yeah. Ho- Holler was starved. Shit. Chelsea's midfield overran them. Well, that too, and, and like, totally, they have the ability to drop Chilwell back. I mean, Reese James was was a, was a dog, man. Yeah, uh, and he ate. you know, there's just Havertz. Havertz was surprisingly good. Oh, man. he was really he was, good. I think he was their best player, even though Cucurella got the man of the match. But uh, just a good collective Cucu, Cucu effort. Was good, yeah. I think um, it's funny because the guy who breaks the score open for me was the the most wasteful. Well, and one of one of. You know, and and he was so fortunate to get the the bounce that comes back towards him after he whips on the first shot. Yeah. And granted, he's not a left footer. And well, I I'll excuse him for that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then Raheem Sterling. We, we have to also about. you know talk about the elephant in the room, Joao Felix. I mean, 
he's always a threat on the ball, I think. And I, I know you might have your own opinions on him, but, <laughs> but I, I think he's a fabulous player. And he's kind of starting to look more comfortable for the team. Listen, man, he's um, he's a good player. It's it's obvious that he brings a spark. It's obvious that that he's creative. It's obvious that if you give him the ball, he's going to try to make something happen. But that also doesn't take away from the fact that he's ineffective, that he wasn't effective that game. Maybe in other games, he, he's a little more uh, productive, a little more effective. But in this match, I think his contribution w- was a little overstated. I And I don't mean that to, to shit on him. I just think that that he what it looks like he's doing is actually contributing to a whole lot. And I'll, and I'll say it to this game. It, it was a lot of fart and no poo. Yeah. I mean, personally, myself, I don't think he was great. Uh, but yeah. I, I thought he was good, though. I, I didn't think he had a stinker. Um, the thing about him is he's like kind of like in the same way that Gio Reyna is for Dortmund. It's a guy who gets the ball, and it's hard to get the ball off of him and has a, a very tidy dribble. So, like, for me, those players are very valuable. It, it was a lot of horizontal play, and that's what you see with Gio Reyna. And it's a more excusable because Gio Reyna yeah. didn't have his midfield, and he didn't have, like, that final ball to feed to people. But I, I also felt that Gio Reyna was misplacing a lot of passes. Oh, yeah, yeah. and that's, So, like, while you can't dispossess him, he does it to himself. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's an area that, you know, he's going to need to work on. And it could also be a systemic. The final thing. pass is, is so difficult. I mean, especially after after making a run, you know, like after you beat an opponent or two, and then placing the ball correctly. That you know, I mean, you we played soccer last week. After I, those that run, those runs, you're like, fuck. It's yeah, hard to get accurate. Uh, you know, pass. It was so good, and and you might disagree with this. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kovacic was so good. I thought, I he, thought I he was. Thought, I thought he. Was, I, and I'm I'm a fan of Kovacic. Uh, I've probably said this. No, he's very he's very good. Yeah. Um, I, I thought he was... He's a top six in the league for sure, you know. Um, but, like, I, I just won't say, like, he's the best, right? I mean, and that's, like... You won't say that he's world class? It's very tough. Like, he's fringe? he's fringe for sure. Like, in the same way that, like, Verratti, for example, he had a stinker. Uh, we'll talk about it. But uh, today he had a stinker. But, like, they're good, but they're also at times just, like, Passengers, but in this game he was amazing. I, I'm not denying that. But mm-hmm. there's games where you won't even know that he's on the field. And but you know, I, I did think, Conte play? Oh, I don't, I don't think so. I think that cat's done, man. I haven't seen him on the field in a minute. It's, uh, I don't, I don't know if we're ever gonna see that version of him again. Uh, Enzo was good. Yeah, well, Enzo, Enzo was very good. Enzo's a gamer. You know, even when he has a bad game, the effort is there. So I think that's so um, so refreshing to see in like a modern day midfielder, box to box. But still has a, well, an attacking... And, and when there's players that have, like, that crazy uh, transfer fee, yeah. you're expecting them to make crazy runs, like, a ton of creative chances with, with a ton of passes and stuff. But it's it's a lot of, like, the dirty work. And I, and I think that's what he's most mo- mostly going to do with Chelsea, at least for now. No, yeah, totally. And, there, and there's still a learning, a learning curve that he's... Uh, I'm gonna have to adjust to. And Chelsea kind of like narrowly escaped this one. They got a penalty, which I thought was the correct call. But I don't know if you want to quickly talk about the encroachment thing and, and your thoughts on that. I know um, some people were upset. The first goal was it, it was worked, you know, pretty pretty well, and it just so happened that that Raheem Sterling whiffed and it bounced back to him. 
he finished it great though. I'll give I'll give him credit for for the rebound or whatever it happened to be. The second goal, I don't know if I want to be that generous with with the penalty. Um, let's say it's a penalty because the uh, I forgot which player. I want to say Wolf. His hand was away from his body. It's still below his waist. It's away. All right. Let's say it's a penalty. I'm not going to argue that. I actually don't have a problem with it. Uh, Havertz misses the penalty, and I do have a problem with the way that Havertz took took it too, because it wasn't one motion. That's yeah, the he rule. Took, he it has took to a be, pause. Yeah. It has to be one whole motion, and he pauses and directs the the ball after the keepers, you know, taking his direction. He misses. He hits the post. Uh. And uh, they actually play for a little bit. Then they then they call it back, saying that there was encroachment. But there was two or three Chelsea players that were ahead of all of the Dortmund players. Yeah, it's weird. Um, and I don't it, know if they weird, call it. It's if, a weird rule. If he makes it, like, would they have called that encroachment? I don't think well, so. Well, no, no, they, they wouldn't. And that's I think that's the problem. That's the murky part. Yeah, is it's not so clear on what's encroachment because this happens every penalty. Everyone gets into the penalty box after every... And is it before they take the shot? Yeah. I think also the technicality was that the first player to touch it when after it came off the post was like uh, the Dortmund player. He touches it first and he encroached. Now, if a Chelsea player would have touched it that encroached, they would have called the same thing, apparently. We don't know. That's hypothetical. That's the technicality? But yeah, that w- that was the technicality that made it be called. So I so was, no one's allowed to touch it after that. Like that's that's weird, right? Or yeah, I I don't know if the rule is that no opposing player or it's weird, you know. And I would love to learn more about that. And yeah. this is like the game within the game, the yeah. fine lines. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I, I don't agree that it should have been called back. I honestly don't because think about think about it, and, and maybe not everyone that listens watches football, but. When you do like an offside call in the NFL, it's based on the reaction that you're getting from the other player. So if a player gives gives you the indication that they're running towards the box, you have to follow. Otherwise, he's he's an open man. So that that's why I feel like that's not fair to the defending team, and also the fact that that Havertz has this weird windup that's not one one fluid motion. I, I think that that also adds to the murkiness of the. Of the call or the non-call, yeah. Uh, I think it, it shouldn't have been. Um, I don't think it should have been uh, repeated, really. Yeah, no, I, I actually agree. Does that change the result of the game, though? I mean, it did. It did. Honestly. It'll it'll change the flow for sure. But it, honestly, <laughs> Dorman didn't have much going for them, man. Yeah, yeah. They weren't generating attack. the The only clear attack that they had was a free kick. Which was a great save by Kepa. Yeah, yeah. On that, on that Royce in the first half, I think that might have changed the game a little bit. But oh, for sure, and I changed because the then game. because yeah. then Chelsea has to chase the game. But uh, other than that, Dorman wasn't creating a whole lot. Again, they were missing a few of their uh, their key attack. But I don't know, man. They they just weren't good. Yeah, the midfield um, was overrun completely. Yeah, and they were depleted. And and to be fair, like say that they don't retake it. This game could go the long haul, could even go to extra time. Who knows? Penalties, but yeah. I, I always felt Chelsea played better that day. They were at home. You'd expect them to. And, and I'll give it to Chelsea that they did play better. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they were they were just the aggressors. Football lost. Yeah. Uh, oh. uh, possibly. Uh, 
But that's just me being a hater. Yeah. Uh, anyways, moving on to the next match, though. This was today. Another German team uh, taking on the Parisians, P- uh, PSG against Bayern. Bayern hosting at the Allianz. They win 2-0. Uh, they just have PSG's number, man. Yeah, 3-0 shutout. Um, I, I don't think it was a contest, really. And I think Bayern are just, you know, to sum it up, it's just a better team. Better Be- run, better yeah. manage, better... Well organized. I'm more familiar with each other. That too, yeah, yeah. I mean, take your pick. There's a, there's a good sense of what they want to do and how they're going to operate versus what PSG does. And I will say this, uh, I'm not a PSG fan by any means, but I think when they're able to, to get fluidity in their ver- verticality, because I think that's when they're most strong... With that's Hakimi yeah, and Bappe, yeah. uh, uh, if Messi gets involved with his uh, his passing, uh, you still have uh, Nuno Mendes on the left. I think they they play attractive football. The problem is is Bayern their system is a little more refined. So in the in the moments that PSG aren't able to. To get in a, a pass, like uh, a, a long pass or, or a long run, they have trouble. They have trouble generating attack in the in the in the short field, and uh, that's where that's where Bayern come in. They have they have the personnel, they have the familiarity the with each other. Touch it pretty well too. Like even their defenders, they're they're just so familiar with each other, and um, in the end, I think that's what won out. They didn't score anything at all, uh, PSG and and Bayern are, are just a well well worked machine that are going to punish you uh, when they have to, and they and they do have players that can play vertically too. They have Sané, Gnabry, and yeah, Mane. They still have that counter attack. They, 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 they can kind of do a little bit of everything. They they can yeah. play possession. They can play uh, a little bit of tiki taka. They can play uh, long ball counter. Uh, they're very dangerous, and their midfield is so good. The yeah. midfield is very good. When you have Goretzka running everywhere and Kimmich able to pick a pass, um, I, I guess their only weakness is is their defense. But their defense is still pretty good. It's still good. I mean, I and thought, they have a great keeper, probably a top five keeper. Yeah, Jan Sommer. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Jan Sommer is, is really really good. I, I've always been a fan of his. He did have a couple of good saves too. Yeah, yeah. He he had that one on uh, Ramos's uh, set piece header. It was a corner. But, you know, I was going to say Upamecano was amazing today, too, and, and Delete. Like, they were, you know, there was a chance where PSG almost scored. Delete, goal line clearance. Um, those, those little moments matter, even though despite they had the advantage regardless. But, uh, yeah, it's just a well-oiled machine. I don't think we even touched on it yet. But when they have when they put subs on today, they didn't start Sané. I don't think they started Nabry or Cancelo. Three subs. Those are class. Like, and, they didn't, and, and they didn't start Mane. To have those guys be able to come on. Yeah, yeah. It's a very well-built team, I think. Yeah. Uh, truthfully, I, you know, I have to say they, they're probably favorites to go all the way. Yeah, they have to be you know, up I, there. I think yeah. um, the only teams that can give them trouble really are like Madrid, City possibly. Um, yeah, I mean, that, that those, those two teams are the only ones that I think are in that same class with them. PSG might be periphery, but they proved over two legs they were the superior team. Yeah, and thing. it wasn't like they, they happened to get goals that weren't deserved because there was a few goals that, that Byron had called out. That too, and, and uh, moments where they were just missing the final ball. 
one thing I will give PSG maybe like some slack on is like, and I know firsthand because last season he was amazing against City is Neymar. The fact that he's not there, it really hurts them in the final third. Um, yeah, that, that's another play they have to pay attention to, and you're not able to mark Mbappe so tightly or Messi. Class. Yeah, yeah, no, uh, Neymar, you know, he might even be better than than what whatever Messi or Mbappe are offering right now. Yeah, especially on like the one v one situations. Like he's so creative. He'll man. create I, his own thing out of nothing. And, his game is so. <laughs> yeah, and over two legs, like you miss a guy like that. And he's out for the season. It, it turns out. It looks like yeah, it's it's a well, pretty he's getting bad. surgery. And yeah, and yeah, he's not going to be available for a good while. So I mean, yeah, that's a big loss for PSG. Um, the only bright spot I could say is Nuno Mendes continues to look like a really, really good fullback, and I think a lot of clubs are, are like, damn, we should have gone for him, you know. But um, uh, I, do you, do City fans feel that way? I think a lot of City fans do, and I agree, you know, but. That's only because of hindsight. Obviously, the Cancelo thing was kind of unprecedented. Now, even well, it just came out yeah. that, that there's reports of I don't know, of unsettled unsettlement unsettledness. I don't know. Yeah, and that. and so like you know, um, Cancelo's he he has a big ego, and I f- I think he needs or he feels the need that he needs to start every game. And I think he's talented enough too. He's really good. One one of the best uh, fullbacks in the world. He even made the team of the season, uh, or the FIFA 11, whatever you want to call it. But the problem is, defensively, when you need uh, a, more of a defensive shift, he doesn't offer that. You know, Maybe like Trent Alexander-Arnold. Well, also physically, I don't know if he's... He's not a big If he's deal. built like that either. You know? Yeah, my whole thing is like, and I've said this, uh, I think recently I tweeted, I was like, Cancelo really can be more of a winger or like a uh, a far midfielder uh, closer to the exterior if you saw what what Ben Chilwell did for Chelsea to have that Which, what, yeah it was it was like something a, similar to that yeah it, and it was very creative on Potter's part because I, I respect that that's not, a masterstroke that's never been his position but you always knew that he could carry he, he can he can carry the ball and he can put in a nice early cross he can link play and that's my opinion on what Trent and, and Cancelo can do. Yeah, it, their their strengths are not defense. So put someone that can that can do that and let them create a little bit more. Give them a little bit more of a roaming role, like a foul eight, uh, eleven type player. Yeah, and, and and they can they can cook. They asked Nagelsmann like, well, so it had been like three consecutive games where Cancelo didn't start, and a few of them he didn't even play at all. So he looked he looked kind of pissed at training, kind of sad. But the thing is, and he answered, he's like, there's going to be games where he's not going to play or he's not going to start because that's not the function we need him for. And I love that in a manager, by the way, but it always turns out to be a problem with the players. And Pep is the same way. I'm like, "Uh, well, it's been two games now. Why hasn't Alvarez played? He won't always explain it, but sometimes he does. And he's like, against a team like this, they set up like this, he's going to be rendered useless. Or at least he thinks, you know, it's an idea. Well, and... Maybe it just so happens that, however good Cancelo was for the previous two seasons, was strictly because of Pep's tinkering, Pep's uh, tactics, and his setup. Yeah, there's a lot of because variables. I, I was very critical of Cancelo before those those two seasons. Yeah, yeah. When he when his first season with City and when he was with uh, Juve. Now he might feel mentally that okay, played for Juve, 
uh, I don't know where he came from in Portugal. He was he was a Benfica product. Uh, so he but played before with Benfica. That, I think he went to Valencia. Okay, so he was with all these teams with with this high uh, sort of um, um, value. He's got this idea of himself that may be a little bit more than what he actually is. Yeah, there are some players that that's end up getting on really good teams their whole career that you wouldn't associate with with being all that great. Yeah, you know that you you have a and, and this might be a little harsh like Mandzukic. Yeah, Alvaro Morata. Morata, yeah, that, that was the, the next one, and I know there's a few others, but. You know, I throw I throw Kingsley Coleman in that equation as well, and I know maybe you like him more you know, than me. I'm 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 a fan of Coleman. Yeah, but like I like he's not the guy there. He never been, at any team he's played at. You know, when he was at Juve or when he was at uh, what other club was he at? He was at PSG. Yeah, he's been at all the big clubs. And and, yeah. and it's like he's still good, but like you know, he's not going to start every game. And it takes it takes a lot from a player to be able to accept that. And like. You know, for example, Mares. I love the fact that he's able to accept that. Like, he knows there's going to be times where, like, two games in a row he might not play. Foden has kind of learned to, to adapt that role. And it's it's part of a thing with players. And, and some players like Haaland, for example, maybe even Mbappe, maybe even... Well, Vinicius doesn't have this issue because it feels like he plays every game. But I'm saying, like, if they miss a few games, they're already pissed, you know, because there's an ego to it as well. And when you know you're really good, you think you should play every game, you know, but... Yeah, it's a very interesting topic, I think, and ah, man, I wish I could like pick Guardiola's brain or, or Nagelsmann. And there's also the fact that um, that you've been here for X amount of time. This is basically my spot. Yeah, yeah. Especially but, also like in City's case, or like, oh, you're telling me you're playing Rico Lewis ahead of me, like, you know, like for Cancelo's case, I could see why he would be pissed. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. And, yeah, and coming off the great season he had. But yeah, uh, Bayern just happened to have PSG's number. I don't know how many times they beat them, or maybe the perception is that. But uh, yeah, they, they beat them three uh, nil on aggregate. Yeah, it sucks because these teams have played so often, and it's always the same result. And like in my memory, maybe six years later, it's all gonna just clump together. Like I won't even be able to tell you what year, but I know every time. Byron played uh, it PSG. Was, it was last year on the group stage, right? Yeah, something like that. I, see, I, it's just so my mind is so discombobulated because it, it feels like it's a yearly matchup. You know? <laughs> yeah, it's weird, but um, yeah, I, I think expected. I think we all thought that Byron would get through. It, um, I just didn't think it would be this one sided. Yeah, um, moving on. Tottenham beat. Uh, uh, no, I'm sorry. Tottenham host Milan. Uh, it was a nil nil. Not a pretty game. Yeah, I, I I was actually focused on the on the Bayern PSG, but yeah, it was nil nil, and Milan happened to win at home the previous match, so they move on. Um, yeah, I guess the main thing that came out of that was just that Harry Kane, and I don't, and, and I hate that it's reduced to this because he's a great player. Is that his season is basically going to end up? Without a trophy again, yeah, more more than likely, very likely. Yeah, yeah I mean, it, it yeah. looks like it's pretty yeah. much set in stone. Uh, I mean, anything else that we we get out of that? I, I, I mean, mean, I do feel bad for for Kane. For sure. I feel bad. Yeah, I feel bad for Kane. I feel bad for Spurs because they're a better team than this. But 
I think they're equal. It's hard to say. I mean, they're not far. They're not far, by the way. But, you know, Milan didn't play much better than them today. It's just they just barely made it through. It's a more significant result for Milan because they haven't been to... Well, they haven't been in the Champions League for years, let alone advance out of the group stage and then get to a quarterfinal. That's very impressive. I'm proud. I, I like Milan. I, I follow them. You're wearing the Ronaldo shirt right now. Yeah, I'm wearing like the old one. Uh, you know, this was a gift from one of my friends, and I love I love the club. A lot By of the way, thank you for the to that Real Madrid shirt. Ah, uh, dude, uh, it's what, fresh. what season was? It? I think it's like the 06? I think it's 07. Uh, 07. 07. I think Guti was playing on that team. Um, you know, a lot of, a lot of that was a legendary team. That's why I really liked it, and and my favorite thing it's the navy with the gold trim, mm-hmm. classy touch. Oh but, man, I, I, yeah, I yeah. loved it, and I actually took it to our run last week. Uh, yeah, at Lab dude. Five. so clean. Um, but what a run, by the way. Oh yeah, that was it was fun. fun. Yeah. It reminds yeah. you how fun it is to play the sport. Not always. Yeah, I wish just I could talk play every it. day, man. <laughs> but yeah, uh, a very very great result for Milan, um, and it's good for their financial bookings as well. But guys like uh, the Fiorentina owner, I'm forgetting his name. He'll bitch about it. He'll be like, well, these clubs are in Champions League. We can't compete. The margins are too... Fuck out of here. Brother, how much did you sell Vlahovic for? <laughs> Come on, man. I know, yeah. I should take care of everything. But, man, I can't wait to see uh, the, the games after this. Um, um, did you happen to see uh, Richarlison's... Uh, oh, I did, yeah. yeah. He's, he's pretty upset at not starting. He was told that he was going to start at some games, and he hasn't. Um, his 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 whole season's been stop and go. Yeah, yeah. And I don't I don't know if he's really at the level to to bring a team like Tottenham up. He's not going to take Kane's spot. He's not going to take Son's spot. Yeah. He, I don't think he's better than Kulusevski. That's the problem. Like the front three they already have is very talented. I'll I'll go ahead and say one of the best in the league. Like straight up. I mean, front threes as far as it goes, that front three is better than Chelsea's. It's better than. A lot of teams. If it's not if it's not better than you know City, Liverpool, Arsenal, and maybe United. Other than that, like they're really good. So like Richarlison, you got to read the room. First year on the team. Uh, by the way, I think Antonio Conte is underperforming and he's losing the locker room. But that'll take some time to manifest until they a personality panic. like that. Unless you're winning, that that's gonna happen. Yeah, yeah, and he has that reputation um, already, but. Yeah, Richarlison, um, man, I, I think maybe it was too big of a move for him. But like I said, maybe there's other teams that he could have gone to where he would have had a bigger well, I, role. I think at this point, you just have to look at a loan. Yeah. M- maybe maybe not even in the Premier League. Maybe go to Spain. Maybe Atletico go to or something. Yeah. Uh, I think he'd feel great at, at Atletico. Uh, but, yeah, it's it, he might have an elevated sense of what kind of player he is. I mean, this is a guy that was scoring goals in the World Cup. You know, it. Yeah, it's just for Brazil, no less. It, it, yeah, he has a, maybe a bigger idea of what he is, but uh, like like you said, it's just hard to argue against the players that are ahead of him. Um, the one guy that I thought he'd play ahead of was Kulusevski, but he's been really good, and he offers a little bit more as far as like ball retention, creativity. tracking back, yeah, creativity. Now, Richarlison, in my mind. Although he plays a lot on the wing, I've always seen him more as a nine. Uh, kind of in a similar role to what Rashford can do, uh, although Rashford is much better, but something like that, you know. True. Uh, but, yeah, I, I feel bad for him because I've always been a fan of his. Uh, his best days, in my opinion, were at Watford. For You know, those who've been following him for a while will know 
that's where he really like got his bread and butter and got to move to Everton and then the rest was history. But yeah, interesting and we'll see what the demeanor is for Spurs going forward in the league. All right. Um, let's get into the preview for the Champions League, and then we'll do the the, the prem. All right. Uh, next week on uh, Tuesday, March fourteenth, uh, Porto versus Inter Milan. Uh, uh, Inter won the first game at home, one uh, nil. Mm-hmm. So they're one nil on aggregate right now. I wouldn't be surprised if Porto did something crazy. I, personally, I think they will. Um, not because it's what I'm hoping for as a AC Milan fan, but also because Inter won this game on a Lukaku goal. But you oh, know, we remember. have to remember Porto had a red card early on, so it's not too convincing from Inter's side. And this is not the best Inter side uh, that we've seen in recent years. So I could definitely see a remontada, if not a very close game going into extra times or penalties. Uh, and I also can see another nil-nil sort of can be it can be a very similar fixture to what like Porto I mean sorry uh, Spurs and AC Bulls well, when was the last time there were two Italian teams in the quarterfinal it's been a very long time very long time and and typically it's neither of these teams either it's usually Juventus and I think the last time was Juventus and Atalanta and, and it, oh, let's remember right. Atalanta yeah. has dropped off like in the last few years but yeah, yeah, yeah. when they had Gasperini with a very like top side oh shit Napoli's still in the, in the mix too I forget. So there's three of them now. So it's like... It, it, it could very well end up having three three Italian think, teams in, yeah. in a quarter. Napoli have a, a much better chance than any of these other teams. They're very good. Yeah, yeah. And we'll get to them in just a quick second. Uh, uh, so who are you taking on that? Um, I'll take Porto. Uh, I'll take Porto uh, 1-0 and winning in pens. Shit. Yeah. You know what? I like that. I like, <laughs> the, I like the, the dramatics involved. We haven't had a lot of that yet. It's all been very yeah. like true and true. Uh, and then on um, the next match is uh, oh it's your team uh, Manchester City versus Leipzig yeah at the Etihad had this time uh, was the first match one one it was one one um, oh that's right Bardiol yeah Bardiol uh, I I thought City Who happens would... to be a City target yeah yeah which I, I'm I think he's a great player I don't know if we need him but I, I'll be more feet. yeah no he is and but I'd be more concerned with getting a fullback but. Vardio can also play a fullback in the same way that Ake can, but it, it's like whatever idea Pep has, and I don't. I've learned to not question it because it typically tends to. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Even when we went for Cancelo, man, I didn't really. I was like, why are we going for him? But ended up working out. But uh, going back to Leipzig and City, the first game City played much better. Um, Should have won, uh, but they didn't. I think at home we'll handle business and. I don't think it'll be a crazy blowout, maybe like a 2-0, 2-1, but I think City overall come up, come out on top and just move on, you know? I'm looking at the stats of the first game, and... Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. I mean, yes, yeah, City out-possessed them. Um, shots on target were, were in favor of Red Bull, but I, I honestly, I don't... I wouldn't put too much stock into that. So yeah. I mean, I, I do remember it, and I do remember City being better. So, and logically speaking, City should beat them, especially at home. So they should, yeah, they should. I'll take City two 0 That's fair. And then for the for the uh, following match after that, uh, Wednesday, March fifteenth, is Napoli hosting Frankfurt. Uh, I'll take Napoli another two 0 They're yeah. they're up two 0 from the first game. Now they're at home. Frankfurt is fortunate to even make it from from the Europa League win. Uh, good on them. 
you know they they made it to the round of sixteen. Yeah, this is the big leagues. Now. But I but I think uh, I think Napoli on just such a good run. Yeah, and and playing so great that yeah. So another two 0 for me. No, that's fair. That's fair. Um, uh, shout out to the homie Caesar. Um, I have stopped introducing to him, but he told me he's like, remember me. He's like, Napoli are gonna win the whole thing. If they do, and by wild. the way, they they have that kind of magic to them. That's wild. Is it'll be crazy, but they're on form, one of the best teams in in the Champions League and in their own league. So that'd be crazy. Um, but yeah, easily Napoli two nil, three nil. Um, yeah, they're just much better. Um, that's that's cr- that. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, no, but you could kind of see it though, right? I mean, like it's been a while since an underdog did that. Um, Would they be considered an underdog? I I don't uh, know. I don't know. If that's even the case, especially given the fact that Osimhen, uh, Osimhen, I, I don't know how to pronounce it. Yeah, yeah. Varadona, uh, uh, yeah. uh, fucking Chucky. Uh, the way they're all playing and shit, man, they're... But you wouldn't expect it, though. Yeah, yeah. In the beginning of the season, no one's going to say, oh, Napoli's going to win it. Um, shit, man, if he does, hey, <laughs> I, I'll, I'll get I'll get the first... Two three rounds, man. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. That, that's a wild. Wow, that's a that's a bold prediction. Yeah. And then uh, f- uh, to cap off the the round of sixteen, uh, Real Madrid hosting Liverpool uh, with a five two uh, lead on the aggregate at the Bernabeu. And, and we saw what happened the first time. <sighs> yeah. Like, the only thing that worries me is that it's going to be a, a, a scrappy ass two nil loss. Which is enough to see us through. Yeah. But you don't want to win like that, right? Nah. You no. don't want to pass on. I don't think Madrid will lose personally. I think it'll be a draw. I have a, a 2-2 draw. Wow. That's I, a lot of goals. I just, yeah, yeah. And to be fair, the first affair was a lot of goals too. But the thing is, I, I think um, both teams are very good. You think they're going to poner los pilas? I think, yeah, Liverpool are going to come out with the fire in them. But because they have to. I and, think it, uh, it also depends on how they... Uh, how they perform this week? Because they don't have the depth to uh, to rest players in any competition. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and I don't feel that that Madrid do either. But given the fact that Madrid are in the lead as uh, from the get go, might give you a little bit of a cushion. I, I just don't want them to start off the way they started last time. Oh, I want to start know, off on yeah. the front foot. Yeah, and and, it, and if we're gonna. Lose or draw, at least score the first goal. Well, that's that's my thing. Is like, I the truth is, I think Liverpool will score. You know, I don't think they'll have a problem yeah, with that. They yeah. they find a way. That's their strength. But like defensively, there's a lot of questions there. No matter who they start, they're just they're giving up goals like it's charity. You know, and I think a team like Madrid with Vinicius with with Benzema, if he's healthy. I just I, I can't see them not getting a goal. I'll, so, I'll take a two-one Madrid. That's fair. I have like a, like I said a two two. That's good. But that would be way way more than what they need. That's enough to see them through uh, without any problems. But yeah. All right. Um, so let's do the Premier League uh, uh, reviews and and uh, previews. Uh, let's go. Uh, so the the Premier League started with a crazy uh, little uh, beginning. Uh, Manchester yeah. City handling. Handleys, <laughs> Handleys, uh, as I called it, um, the oil derby. Ah. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, look, good result because it's a good team, and I watched the game completely. 
And honestly, I thought Newcastle could have easily scored one or even two on us. So I'm not completely satisfied with the result, but it's... But, hey, but brother, it's yeah. a clean sheet. Clean two sheet, nil. two nil against a top four side. You love it. You love it. You love to see it. And you're not satisfied, brother. I, no, I'm satisfied, but it's just like the thing is we easily could have tied this and, you know... I, I love it when we when we play well and, and concede very few. Oh, you wanted a Liverpool United result. Uh, you know, and so, I mean, those are always nice, but it's more so a case of like, well, like defense, let's shore up. Let's not give, you know, the defense any problems. And, and, and to be fair, Newcastle are not a bad team. Uh, but, you know, I, I thought Bruno Gumaris was, was really good. Uh, Miguel Almiron tried. He's, he didn't have a great game, but it, I'll give credit to City. Um, but, yeah, other than a that. for effort. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you saw Phil Foden's goal, but, man, it really looks like he's back. He's kind of has that confidence again. Well, the, yeah, there was a lot of reports that he was unhappy uh, about his minutes and that, well, he, he wasn't getting a whole lot of playing time. Yeah. Uh, but that also kind of speaks to what Grealish has been over the last four months. Uh, Grealish. And he's, been, yeah. he's been so good. Yeah. So it's hard to... To put them together and the way the the left backs kind of interconnect, uh, you're missing a lot of what Zinchenko brought in that connection that he had with Foden. Yeah. Um, so it, it would make sense that Foden's level might drop or, or he wasn't, uh, I guess, fitting in with the tactics that, that Pep was bringing. You know, that, that makes sense. Uh, so it's good to see that, that he's performing to the level that you want him to, that you're used to seeing. Yeah. Um, uh, there there was a report though. Uh, I, I guess another unhappy uh, defender, uh, Laporte. What's what's going on with that? Oh uh, yeah, I, I feel like this has been like a year long saga, maybe even longer than that. But my thing with Laporte, he's been one of my favorite center backs post uh, Vincent Company era. Obviously, Ruben Diaz stole all of our hearts as City fans, but Laporte. Man, um, with a, a, a defender with his profile, with a left foot, a very polished left foot, being physical, good passer. He, I feel like he deserves to play more. But you know, when you got guys like John Stones, Nathan Ake, even Manuel Akanji, who's been playing at a top level, it is very difficult. You know what I mean? Uh, so I could see why he wants to to leave. The the minutes are limited, and in my heart, I know Laporte. At a lot of other clubs would probably be starting and deserves to start. Um, so yeah, and and this could be maybe a schism within the locker room, disagreements with Guardiola, or or you know, I mean, like I said, any player that's really good and doesn't get the minutes is gonna feel some type of way. And I know because I've been there uh, as as like a athlete myself, and you know your worth, right? So uh, there's rumors that he might go to Barcelona on loan. Because obviously, the, I, I mean, the indications are that Barcelona can't really sign players, at least like on a transfer fee. So, yeah, I mean, I would hate to see him leave, uh, but I don't blame him. I would I, love him at Madrid. Uh, I mean, yeah, he'd do amazing there. Oh, man, he would he would kill it. Um, but, yeah, uh, tough, tough to see. Like I said, one of my favorite guys. Um, but, yeah, uh, as far as this game. Yeah, you're a Laporte truther. Yeah, I feel like he's super underrated, man. Um, and and I don't know, like again, like Guardiola. I'll I'll like again, I'd love to talk to Guardiola and just get his insight on that. Like, 
what is it you see, you know? Because um, as fans, we I think a lot of fans like Laporte. Obviously, he's prone to mistakes like any other defender, but he he's solid. I've always liked him. Um, but yeah, uh, good result for City, 2-0. Um, you know, following this match, though, a much more enticing game. I stayed, uh, <laughs> I was at the pub, watched the City game at 4.30 a.m., Super early. I'm like, fuck it. I'm here. Let, let me How stay for our song. I know. Yeah. I, we, <laughs> well, that's that's the dedication of a fan. It is. It is. And I'm used to it now. But in the past, like, I would. Uh, I mean, sometimes I, there was a good while where I wouldn't go to games anymore at the pub. But now that I have like a nice like posse, more or less. Like, shout out to Omar, Edward, Kevin, and a few other guys, and and some of the people there. We show up in big numbers now, so it's nice. And and but what I love is like. You watch your game and you stay for the rest and you meet other fans. And I stayed there for the Arsenal game. They played Bournemouth, which we're going to get into now. Arsenal win 3-2. They were down for the majority of the match, 2-0. They conceded a goal within 30 seconds. I mean, insane. I right was, away. That's, I, was ordering, that's wild. I was ordering a drink and I hear people like like sigh and groan. I'm like, what the Groaning. fuck? I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> and uh, wow, yeah, Bournemouth after like City just pummeled them. They gave a really good run for Arsenal, but in the end, Arsenal were the better team. Uh, they were the aggressors, um, the protagonists, and they ended up winning. However, I will say the final goal was a bit controversial. Uh, not so much for the goal itself, but the, the fact that it was the you know past the time. Um, so yeah, it's just a testament to sometimes the whistle goes in your favor, sometimes it doesn't. And I know Arsenal fans and and Arteta have complained about officiating at times and this time and this time it went in their favor so it, that's football you know and and credit to arsenal for you know digging their heels and going after it um, when well and it's always it's always when a team gets a title winning win or or is a title contending team where they won a game they probably had no business winning or or they were fortunate. Like, I mean, they, yeah, they got they got a result that that didn't really indicate as much. And again, th- this game was one that they should have won a little more comfortably. Very know, who, so. who gets scored on thirty seconds in? Right, Less that than was insane. Seconds. That was insane. That's crazy. And by the way, credit Everyone was flat footed, and they were like, yeah. "Wait, what the fuck?" Yeah, yeah. They were just checking in or whatever. Fucking insane. Um, and and Bournemouth still went after it. Like like after that first goal, like. It, they were still kind of parking more or less, but there was times where they went after it and they scored the second. At that point, 2-0, I was like, all right, man, at best, these guys might get a draw. But they got the remontada, you know, 3-0. I mean, three three goals on the trot. Um, and, yeah, uh, you know, the master stroke for me was uh, when Arteta, he knew he needed a goal. Brought on Reese Nelson, who isn't the first guy you probably think of, but he made all the difference, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, uh, credit to Arsenal again. Another hard-fought result. And yeah, these well, are, the, the yeah. well, what's controversial was the fact that they won past the the time that the ref indicated. Now there was an injury in stoppage time. No, no, there was nothing, man. Yeah, there, there was, was there was time wasting. There that there was. There was time wasting from from Burnmouth. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and anytime the referee gives, like, if he, if it's going to be three minutes, four minutes. Five minutes. It's. I don't think it's ever accurate. Yeah. It's always less. Yeah. But it. But it's always indicated. It's, it's a minimum of four minutes. It's a minimum of three minutes. Mm-hmm. Just what happened in this match was six minutes. It's a minimum of six minutes. There was some time wasting. 
Um, and it just so happened to be like right before the seventh uh, extra minute yeah. that Arsenal won. So that's where everyone's like, all right, if, if Arsenal, you, you know, the, the league is cooking it for them. They don't want City to win. Uh, they don't want United to win. It, it's it's some of that talk, or, or they just want that, that Cinderella story. Yeah, um, yeah. There was also some iffy calls, and there's been iffy calls that, that they don't get the benefit of the doubt from, or that they don't get reviewed. Yada yada yada. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Of course, of course. And that happens with everybody. Yeah. If we're gonna be fair, uh, that just speaks to the to the state. And we talked about this, if not last week, the week before. It just speaks to how shit refereeing is, and how it's not held accountable for, and uh, how it's not not uh, not always accurate, man. I guess to 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 have an aside. Uh, FIFA is in the talks of of having time that's stopped when the ball's not in play. Yeah, similar so to, to basketball. That's so as to not uh, have any time or to reduce time wasting um, and, and to have more accurate actual playing time. I know you're kind of against that. I'm for it. I like that idea. I've always wanted it. I actually don't mind it. I don't mind it. But my thing is like... Momentum still exists. Yeah, that too, but it's always what what has made soccer or football unique, you know? It's like the magical. clock never stops. I like that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, look, I I don't have a problem with it, but I feel like a lot of times, especially like when I watch my teams, and you, you've probably felt this hell of times, especially this season, uh, you know, certain games like against Almeria or whatever, there's stoppage time and the ref blows right then. Four minutes, all right, four minutes, and it's like, wow. Yeah, and it, sometimes a couple seconds before, yeah. Yeah, and it's like, wow, if we had that extra minute and, and Arsenal had that benefit that day. Um, and, and for me, to, to that point, is you should have handled business within, within the 90 minutes. If you're going to be bitching at the rep because he didn't give you five minutes, six minutes. Yeah, yeah. Um, tough shit, man. You're you're so much better than than these other clubs. Arsenal is so much better than Burnham. Real Madrid is so much better than Almeria or Elche, whatever. If you're gonna be bitching about that, and yeah, yeah, those things matter. But the other ninety minutes do as well. Yeah. So if you're gonna be trying for the last ten minutes, just throwing everything forward, and the rest of the time you were you were going through the motions. Sorry, you don't deserve the win. And that's how that's how Real Madrid season's gone, if I'm being honest. Like they wait too long to to turn on the engines to wake up. Yeah, yeah. And that's why we're I don't know seven points behind, eight yeah. points behind. Yeah. No, and that's and, why that gap exists. Um, but and, Arsenal happened to yeah capitalize and respect respect for to them for also sticking to it. You know, like you know they kept going at it. They kept a year going ago at they weren't doing that. Yeah, and um, yeah, big result for them. Three points. Um, um, yeah, moving on. Moving uh, on yeah. Aston Villa beats Crystal Palace one uh, 0 Crystal yeah. Palace has kind of fallen off. They started off decent, and um, I don't know. They they're they're just not um, they're just not getting results, and they're falling on the table a little bit. They're mid table, fair enough. But uh, Aston Villa is slightly above them, but yeah, as far as position goes, but they're seven points clear. Um, yeah, one 0 uh, Brighton beats the shit 
<laughs> out of West Ham, four uh, 0 uh, Brighton just continuing their really good season, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, Zerbi again, looking really good. Um, and West Ham in relegation zone. They're yeah, and you know it's funny. Like West Ham last week, uh, they win four nil. I think who I forget who it was against. Um, I'm pulling it up right now. Oh, actually, sorry, no, no, was it West Ham? No, yeah, it was West Ham. Fucking hell. Uh, I was watching this game at the pub, but I'm, it's just... Oh, yeah, they beat Nottingham Forest. Yeah, they smacked them. So it's it's crazy. They're having a topsy-turvy season. Um, more turvy. Yeah, more turvy than anything. But good result for Brighton. They continue on the up and up. Uh, following this, we had Chelsea getting a much-needed three points against Leeds, who probably needed it more than them, but maybe not for Potter's sake. But, yeah, um, good result for Chelsea. Fofana scores. Fofana is, is actually looking like he's pretty good. You know, he looked really good against Dortmund as well. Player to look out for uh, in the future. But, uh, yeah, good result for Chelsea. Um, yeah. Bad for, result for Leeds because they're in a relegation scrap themselves. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, and I don't like to be that guy who would be like, oh, well, if you kept Marsh. But it does start to feel like that more and more, you know. But then again, they were losing with him too. I, so. I don't know if this result really changes anything. It's like, if if it makes any difference. Oh no! Not even just this result. It's the string of results. Like, I think they've only won like one game. Yeah, just hold with on Chris to Armas. Him, man. Yeah. But they, that's just a bad team, unfortunately. Um, following this match, we had uh, Wolverhampton against Tottenham. Oh wow! Yeah, they get the one 0 win via Adama Traore. Um, and it's funny because uh, he he. He's featured, and all of a sudden, it's like, oh, shit, he's an underrated player. It just kind of goes to show how fickle uh, football fans can be. Uh, I, I remember seeing more pictures of him this weekend than I have in the last year. Yeah, yeah. And to be fair, like, Wolves, like, they went through a really bad period. Like, and, you know, even Jimenez, like, uh, you know, you forget about him now. It's like... Oh, I mean, he's, he's forgettable. Uh, yeah, and, and that whole team, for the most part. But this is a big result, Tottenham. Man, uh, struggling right now. Topsy turvy. Yeah, but they're still in fourth. Crazy, right? All games played though. Yeah, yeah. All um, things considered. Yeah, uh, and uh, Southampton beats uh, Leicester one nil. Yeah, Southampton dead last. That's uh, embarrassing. Yeah, Leicester's also kind of in a relegation scrap. Not not as much, but they're they're around there. Yeah, this su- super disappointing from them. Um, and yeah, good, good result for Southampton. I, I I still think they're getting relegated. Truthfully, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just they they fucked up too the, many the, times. This season's all about who's going to end up in uh, 18th place. Yeah, yeah. Because it's it's Southampton and Burnley. Yeah, but uh, which is a lot more understandable. Following this match, though, we had Nottingham against Everton, two two draw. Uh, yeah, I mean, kind of, I guess an expected result, good result for both clubs. A point, split a point, stay up. Um, and yeah, not mm-hmm. much to say about that. And we already talked about this Liverpool beating beating the brakes off of uh, of Manchester United seven nil. Yeah, something you don't want to see. Um, yeah, I think the aggregate on on their meetups for the last three matches is way in favor of Liverpool. Yeah, I think that's going to change the, in the next three for sh- matches for sure. For sure, I think so at least. Although, like I tell you, it's something about Liverpool is like when it's a big game, they show up. Yeah. 
something <laughs> about them. Uh, yeah, yeah. But yeah, um, <laughs> and we already spoke a ton about it. But good result for Liverpool. Much needed for their GD as well. And it's and uh, Darwin Nunez scores two. Gakpo scores scores two. Uh, Mohamed Salah, I think, scored two. Oh. He, he had an assist or two as well. And Firmino, who's uh, I think they confirmed that his contract is not going to be um, renewed. Yeah, renewed. Uh, I, for I his, wonder where he ends up. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see. I don't know if he's. I don't know if Europe is still too good for him. I think he still can oh. serve for someone in Europe. I think he can. Yeah, he's still good. Yeah, yeah. Um, Bayern. Uh, I don't know. He's played in Germany before. Yeah, that he has. Um, um, following that, um, yeah. Monday, March 6th, uh, Brentford beat Fulham 3-2. Um, did you watch this? I think you did. I was kind of keeping up with it, uh, but at the same time, I was kind of watching the Celta game, surprisingly, but, you know, just watching football. But, yeah, uh, Brentford, man, uh, currently have the longest winning streak in the Prem, 12 games in a row. Or a longest unbeaten streak, sorry. Yeah, I'm, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah that's 36 points. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, great result for them. Fulham are, are a top team this year. Um, and it was a dogfight. Uh, I will say uh, Manor Salomon has been Fulham's best attacker in the last month. And that's a guy to look out for, especially for uh, you fantasy heads. Something to think about. Uh, but, yeah, 3-2. Ivan Tony's still playing despite all that shit going on. <laughs> Uh, so, you know, my dumbass dropped him on fantasy because I thought he was cooked already. I thought it was like, all right, well, he, he admitted to uh, whatever, how many 200-something counts, and now he's still playing, so it's pretty crazy. But, yeah, great result for Brentford. And, yeah, that's it for the Prem. Uh, let's do a preview and uh, get this on. Yes, sir. Uh, Saturday, March 11, uh, Burnham hosting uh, Liverpool. Think Liverpool's going to turn it into a three in a row? Um, I think logic says that, but I have a cheeky one-one draw myself. Huh? I mean, Bournemouth. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, they almost drew against Arsenal. They gave City a good fight for a moment, but then, you know, I'll uh, take Liverpool two 0 That's fair. That's fair. Uh, Everton versus Brentford. I'll take Brentford uh, one nil. I'll take a nil-nil draw on this one, uh, but huh. I think I think Brentford are the better team. I yeah. just think that Everton are going to set up defensively, make it a shit show, shit house uh, job, and and you know if they can smash and grab, they will. I, I think they're they have they know they have enough quality to go against Brentford, and Brentford is actually really good against teams that that take the game to them. Yeah, that's the thing, and and Everton are not that team in my opinion. Yeah. But, you know, anything can happen. Yeah, yeah, but sure. I'll, I'll take a nil-nil draw myself. Uh, uh, Leeds host Brighton. Oh, man, yeah. I hate to uh, say one it. 1-1 for me. Uh, for me, I have a 2-0 Brighton. Huh. I think it's just a golfing class there. Better manager, ultimately probably a better team, um, more or less. And, yeah, Brighton are, in, are on the roll right now. So, hate to say it, but it's not looking good for Leeds right now, man. I have nothing to go off of, you know. Yeah, they have no form. No form, lost their manager. You know, it's just crazy. Um, Leicester versus Chelsea. Oh, God, this one's interesting. Yeah, yeah. 2-2 uh, for me. 2-2, two, two, that's fair. I have a a 3-1 win for Chelsea. Huh. 
Um, Extended to three wins for them too. Yeah, and it'll be the most goals scored for them in a while. In but a long time. I just think uh, they're kind of uh, getting momentum now. Uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Football is strange, but yeah, I think Chelsea are, are kind of starting to get some semblance. Uh, we'll have to see. Uh, you know, we need a few more weeks of it, but I'm just imagining it, and I think it'll happen. All right, sounds good. And then Tottenham versus Nottingham Forest. <sighs> Man, Spurs really need a win right now. Um, and I think they'll lose two one. That's that's fair. That's right. They're, they're not the type of team that gets a win when they need it. They're the type of team that loses when they when they shouldn't. When they have shouldn't, to. yeah. Uh, myself, I'll, I'll go for a one-one draw. Uh, but yeah, I think Tottenham are, are struggling right now. This one's tricky. Uh, <laughs> Crystal mm-hmm. Palace uh, hosts uh, Manchester City. Yeah, and a, you're gonna see this at the. Uh, oh yeah, uh, yeah. What's the place right. called? Um, it starts with the M. It's it's oh, uh, in Montalban, Montalban, right there uh, in, in the heart of Hollywood. Um, yeah, looking forward to that uh, meet. I think Sean Wright Phillips is going to be there, possibly somebody else. Oh. Yeah, so it'll be cool to meet him. I haven't got to meet him yet, uh, so that'll be really cool. Um, I know Ariel is going to be there as well. She she does all like the social media for or some of the social media for City. It, it's going to be a great time, man. A lot of City fans from like around the city. And our our group Hollywood uh, MCFC, so yeah, I'm I'm super excited for that game, and I think we'll we'll beat Palace ultimately two 0 Yeah, yeah, I don't think Palace has any answers, and they're on a pretty pretty bad run of form. Yeah, currently they, they're yeah they're struggling. Um, Fulham hosts Arsenal on Sunday. Uh, I'll take Arsenal two one, and they'll make it dramatic. I wouldn't be surprised. Odegaard and, and Trossard. Yeah, I, uh, I'll i have to agree with you on that one. Yeah, I think Arsenal are, are better. and yeah, Fulham are a good rival, but it'll be like a 2-1. Maybe right. 1-0, something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's going to be tight. And yeah. then uh, Manchester United hosts uh, Southampton. Yeah, I'll take a 2-0 United myself. Same, same. I'll take that. Uh, Rashford and... Uh, Rashford and I'll, I'll give one to uh, Bruno Fernandes. All right. He deserves one. Uh, well, yeah, he did get a lot of vitriol. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Uh, is he captain, though? Well, I heard he was stripped, huh? Well, well, oh, he, he, he was? I, I thought I heard that. Oh, man, you know, I wouldn't be surprised. His attitude's kind of shit sometimes. It is, yeah. Um, West Ham hosts Aston Villa. Oh, a mid-off. Uh, nil-nil. Yeah, that's not bad. I'll go with that. Uh, Newcastle hosts Wolves. One one. I'll take a I'll take a Newcastle win. Give me give me a Diego Costa scoring. That's fair. I have two one, and shit. Joe Linton and and maybe Almiron. Okay, and uh, I I think these are makeup games on the fifteenth, so we'll just run by them. Brighton hosting uh, Crystal Palace. I'll take Brighton two one. Yeah, same same. And uh, then Southampton hosting Brentford. I'll take Brentford two nil. I'll take yeah, I'll take Brentford for the win as well. One nil, two nil, maybe. Alright, man. Uh that's it. Uh for our reviews and previews. Is there anything else that we forgot or need to get off our chest? Um Ah you know, not really. Um I'd like to get into it maybe next week, but you know, obviously we got Concacaf Champions League going on right now. Obviously the big surprise, Austin uh losing to uh Violet, Violet yeah. yeah, from Haiti. 3-0, no less. It's not like it was a 1-0 shithouse. This team from Haiti outplayed them. Had more goals, more shots, all that. So that's very interesting, but 
and there's a bunch of other results and it's going to get meatier but something i do want to discuss because i I, I like this region and it gets better as the tournament goes on sure but yeah um obviously mls is starting up soon well it's already first game was this week yeah that's right this past weekend and And it was a loss i think three one yeah to fc dallas um but yeah, we, we look forward to discussing that more as it gains, you know, hype and, and momentum. And now other than that I, I don't think I have anything else. I don't know if you have anything on the No, no, that's it. I think I think we've covered everything so far for this week. Alright, that's Numero one twenty seven, two guys, two oh. mics, two pints. Oh, oh one two eight, sorry. No. Oh I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, number one two eight, yeah. two guys, two mics, two pints. And we'll do this again next week. Bye. Peace.